0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, Freddie Wills here, back again for Week 2 Podcast. Uh, in a second here, I'll recap my shitty Week 1, tell you what I learned, uh, I'll give out you know, what my best pick was, what my worst pick was, the bad beat of the week. We'll go into some updates on some of the other podcasts we did in terms of uh, coaching and fading the AP top 10 and and give you updates on those, as well as some misleading finals from week one and betting impact for week two. It's all coming up here, so stay tuned. Hey guys, Freddie Wills. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before we get into it, I just wanted to give you three reasons why you should consider investing in my information. Besides all the awards I've, I've earned over the years of doing this uh, for over 10 years now. uh, Number one, I solely concentrate on football. So you're going to get, in my opinion, the best picks. Many other handicappers in the industry focus on hockey, basketball, baseball during this time. I'm only concentrated on football. Number two, History of winning, eight of ten winning seasons in college football, with an average ROI of 34.18% per year. And you can check out comparing that against the stock market. I have an article up on the website freddywills.com that has some really good information. Number three, trust. My number one priority has always been transparency with clients. That is why all of my picks are released just minutes after a game starts to provide you know proof of records. I'm also monitored by several third party monitors. And, you know, my picks have always been archived on the website. You can go back 10 years. I'm probably one of the only handicappers. You can easily find records by a click of one button to export to Excel, and you get over 10 years' worth of data. Uh, So check it out, freddywills.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. So last week was a rough one um, for many of you guys who are been tracking my plays who get my plays uh definitely apologize it's it's always humbling when you have a really bad week unfortunately for me i was unable to watch most of these games i was at my sister in law's wedding so i you know i was looking at my phone as best i could and i mean it it I, I swear when i go to a wedding uh my I, I never have a winning saturday uh whenever these weddings pop up so uh, i'll definitely be uh telling you guys, uh, later this year, I have one more wedding in November and, uh, you guys can fade me that week if you, if you'd like. Uh, but anyways, uh, so, so far on the season, you know, off to a really shitty start four and nine against the spread 16.4%. Uh, there, there's no way to sh- sugarcoat it. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think there were, there were a few losses there that could have gone, you know, either way. Uh, but there was definitely some handicapping, some things I definitely learned from some of the games. But uh, you know, we're not gonna concentrate too much on the past, but uh I do want to give out uh you know what my best pick was, what the worst pick was, and the bad beat of the week. So best pick, you know, uh Wisconsin minus ten and a half on Friday night. You know, I, I definitely got the best number. When when this dropped from thirteen and a half to ten and a half, I you know, I became a buyer and uh, you can go to freddywills.com. My, my ha- full handicap, full in-depth analysis is up on the website. Uh, seemed pretty spot on with Wisconsin dominating 49 to nothing. I, I really didn't think it was going to be that easy, but happy it was. Uh, you know, the defense seemed to be back, giving up just 157 yards. And, and that was a big part of my handicap. I really thought this defense was going to be back to uh, prior year form. I thought they were healthier. And, uh, you know, it's it's the Wisconsin uh, – defense so hopefully we can continue to find value on wisconsin moving forward worst pick howard plus 30 you know this was our free pick but but uh you know it was still one of the picks we were furthest off the spread maryland simply wanted to flex their muscles it was very obvious winning 79 to nothing you know i think it's pretty crazy that after opening as a two and a half point dog uh against syracuse they're now two point two and a half point favorites against syracuse you know, I, on the flip side, I, I guess I get it. Syracuse did not look good, uh, which I'll talk about later in the show. But that's a, nearly – that's a five-point move. And, and you know, I'm just not – I'm not buying – I'm still not buying Maryland after this this result. Bad beat of the week. Uh, fortunately, it came on our play of the day. I, I'm sure most of you guys weren't watching this, maybe just the box score. But uh, Coastal Carolina plus six. They were covering the entire game. Uh, biggest issue was turnovers – Coastal Carolina threw four interceptions, they still outgained Eastern Michigan by 87 yards, and they were, you know, plus six minutes in time of possession, so uh, honestly, they should have won this game, uh, they don't cover the spread by one point, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, it was a loser, uh, I thought it was, you know, a bit of a bad week, not not the worst bad beat in the week uh, of the you know, season, I'm sure, but, uh, definitely hurts when it's, when it comes on the play of the day, which was a 4% ranked play. Uh, so I, you know, I, I lost quite a bit of money on that. Um, you know, those, those of you out there following me, I feel the pain. Uh, it was, it was a tough one, but listen, it's just one game. And, um, you know, I know we're down right now. We're off to a very slow start, but, uh, uh, that can be turned around right away in week two. And and I'm very confident that's going to happen uh so let's let's keep moving let's uh keep grinding and and we'll make a profit um for those of you who subscribe to the newsletter premium newsletter um and and that's all the picture you're getting uh uh we definitely um won again Rutgers minus minus sixteen uh didn't look great early and and I even got some tweets on twitter uh you know oh yeah that 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 doesn't look great <laughs> um listen you're getting this information for free and uh over sixty percent against the spread now in this premium newsletter in the two years in existence, plus 32% return on investment. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's free. This is information clients pay for. I'm giving it out free because you're listening to this podcast and you subscribe to that. So, uh, if you're not subscribing, you're definitely missing out and make sure you do so. Uh, it's, it's really easy to subscribe. Subscribe to Freddie's premium sports picks newsletter free at freddywills.com. Third year of this premium newsletter, 30% return on investment, 60% against the spread. One email once per week. Subscribe at FreddyWills.com. And last week, that email went out on Friday. I did my best to get it to everybody. Um, you know, there were some subscribers on Saturday, and obviously, with the play being on Friday, I didn't, you know, I didn't send that to you guys. It made no sense. So, uh, sorry you missed it. Most of those will be on Saturdays. Uh, so stay tuned for this week's, uh, play. So I wanted to update my, uh, power five coaches and, and, uh, how they did in, in terms of what I talked about on this podcast, uh, last year and this year. Uh, so I, we'll, we'll recap for those of you guys that didn't, you know, hear that podcast and you can go back. It's, it's archived, but, uh, the last four years, all first year head coaches as a dog, uh, in the power five went one Oh seven and 135 against the spread. Uh, so fading them as a dog has been a winning proposition. However, I like to take out the elite coaches and those records are obviously much better, um, you know, cause let's just look at the last two years, top tier, first head, first year head coaches uh, that I've mentioned on this podcast of guys, you know, that you, you want to actually back as a dog. These are guys like Kirby Smart, Tom Herman, Josh Wilcox at Cal, Matt Campbell at Iowa State, Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech, 23 and 10 against the spread as dogs. In 2017, when they were in their first year, 2018, Dan Mullen, Scott Frost, Jimbo Fisher, Chip Kelly went 15 and 8 against the spread. This year, I said uh, Ryan Day, Manny Diaz, Neil Brown, Mac Brown, Scott Satterfield, and Les Miles. Back them as dogs. Uh, you know, Mac. I, you know, a lot of people probably laughed at the Mac Brown thing, but look, they they outgained South Carolina by 200 yards. They won outright as a double-digit dog. And you know, I mentioned him on this podcast. So add in that he was the only one that was a dog this week. All other uh, of those coaches were favorites. So now the last three years, 39 and 18 against the spread backing those guys as, as dogs and, you know, fading the other guys that I don't consider elite coaches, you know, his you're going to win 60% against the spread. So, uh, you know, this week, as far as guys were backing, uh, look, I'm still going to look to back Mac Brown plus four and a half uh, versus Miami. Uh, However, probably going to pass because that's two coaches on this list. Manny Diaz also in his first year. Manny Diaz in Miami, extra time to prepare for that game. And uh, we might be getting a little over hype or value on North Carolina just off of one game. And it it seems like Miami, uh, that game was like forever ago. Uh, And you have to give some value for having, you know, a couple weeks to prepare. West Virginia plus 14 at Missouri. Uh, You know, I mean, Missouri looks like shit in their week one game too. So I, I really don't understand why they're a 14 point favorite, especially uh, since they, listen, they 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 can't go to a bowl game or anything. I don't know what they're playing for. I really like West Virginia's hire of Neil Brown. So uh, that game is definitely on my radar. I know West Virginia didn't look great against James Madison. I think they played James Madison. Um, I think they won like 20 to 13. Um let me just make sure. Yeah, James Van, twenty and thirteen. But they easily could have lost that game. Uh, but still, plus fourteen at Missouri. I like that game. Uh, so coaches, we are fading in the dog roll. Include uh, Maryland, Georgia Tech, Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Colorado. Uh, Georgia Tech didn't cover last week against Clemson. So, uh, and this week we have Colorado plus three and a half against Nebraska, uh, which we'll we'll get into a little bit um, you know, I don't know if you want to throw Mel Tucker in there. I, I mean, he's never been a coach before. And, you know, I'm really, when I talk about elite coaches, I'm I'm talking about either, you know, Ryan Day has never been a head coach before, but we saw him oh, last year in three games and he's been groomed for this position. Um, you know, we saw Manny Diaz, he's not a head coach, but he was a, an elite defensive coordinator, Mel Tucker, Came over from Georgia. You know, I don't know that he's an elite defensive coordinator. I mean, look at the talent he was dealing with at Georgia. To me, you have to prove it with a team and do better than expected. So, um, you know, Colorado, uh, their head coaching staff, not on my elite list. And, you know, I'm going to look to fade them as dogs. So uh, I'll get into that Nebraska game a little bit more later in this podcast. Updating the AP Top Ten and leans for Week Two. You know we recommend taking out the top tier coaches, and and those are Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama. Uh, you know, despite being in the AP Top Ten and being overrated, these these teams and coaches have have proven that they will still win against the spread. Uh, and they went three and zero in Week One. The rest of the teams went two and five against the spread. Again, uh, as a reminder, over the last seven seasons, only 28 teams—that's only 40% of the teams—had a winning record over the first three weeks if they ranked in the AP top 10 in preseason. Yeah, you know, I would—I would actually add, look to add Lincoln Riley to the mix of these top four teams, as you know, he's consistently proven he's a top-tier coach with a top-tier program. Um, so, with all that said, we'll look to fade or track, you know, Ohio State. Michigan uh, twenty-two and a half point favorite against army Florida uh, minus 41 versus Tennessee Martin. Uh, Notre Dame has a buy. And uh, you know, obviously Texas and LSU both in the top 10 are facing each other this week. So, uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Texas just because they're a dog and Tom Herman's a great dog coach. Um, I know LSU is a tough place to play. So that's definitely going to go into my handicap. Again, these are just leans, you know, this isn't my strategy to just look at these situational spots and just blindly bet them. That's definitely never been my strategy. Uh, and I don't think you can ever be successful doing that. That's you know, just one of the ingredients I look at. Uh, so if you know me, you know, I, I take that into effect. I take, uh, analytics and my algorithms and then, you know, obviously, you know, X's and O's, I, I look at the matchups and. Uh, Uh, It's definitely something that I weigh heavier later in the season because, you know, you can't really put too much stock into week one's statistical uh, box scores. But um, it's all things that I'm looking at. So, uh, you know, nothing crazy here to look at in terms of fading unless you want to um, fade Michigan against Army. uh, But Army, in my opinion, had some – I mean, I think they have a top-tier coach and jeff munkin uh i just don't know if they're as good as last year unfortunately and uh you know michigan you know they didn't cover the spread last week they made this might be the game they want to win so i think it sets it up next week uh for a lot of games to fade for teams in the top 10 because you know we'll know if they're one and one or or whatnot and uh i think uh Michigan at Wisconsin next week. You know they're going to be favored, and uh, that is definitely a game I would circle to fade Michigan. in. so, group of five teams, first year head coaches. You know, I it back those coaches that are first year as as a dog. Uh, 160 and 139 against the spread. That's 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 just over the break even line. So nothing, you know, nothing to get excited about. I, and I'm again, I'm cherry picking. Th- coaches that i consider to be top tier and um you know i'm fading the other guys so you know i i stated to back on my podcast i i, I stated that i like these coaches uh in their first year uh temple northern illinois central michigan liberty uh liberty was the only team that was a dog last week so that was the only situation and, and they lost 24 to nothing but their head coach was coaching from a hospital bed so i don't really know uh the fact that they only missed covering the spread by five points uh, I don't know how much stock you can put into that. So yeah, um Liberty this week plus thirteen um against Louisiana Lafayette, who, who you know, who played great against Mississippi State. And then you also have Central Michigan plus thirty five at Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin may be looking forward to uh Michigan, but Wisconsin has the extra week to prepare. I'm interested to see what where that line goes this week. But those are definitely leans. Lafayette or uh Liberty plus thirteen, Central Michigan plus thirty five. Uh so you can mark that down. And my liens on podcasts did extremely well last year. Um, I'm going to try to track it a little bit more this year. So, um, you know, official liens so far, we're saying Liberty plus 13. I'll recap it at the end of this episode, but Liberty plus 13, Central Michigan plus 35. Uh, so those are, those are definite liens. And then um, I'd say West Virginia plus 14, also a lien. Uh, I'm going to – you know, let me write this down so that I can, you know, mention it again at the end of the podcast. And while I'm doing that, quick reminder: Hey guys, Freddie Will's here. Check out freddiewills.com backslash my bookie. This is one of the sportsbooks I use. I, I like to use a few offshore sports books that are reliable. This is one of the ones I checked out last year that's gaining a better reputation. It's one of the newer ones out there. I, I like checking sportsbooks like this out because they often offer, uh, you know, great promotions or innovative contests. The one I liked about this one, which was why I joined last year, was they have a their version of the Super Contest. Uh, first place wins a hundred thousand dollars, and all you have to do to enter is uh, de- deposit a hundred dollars. So it's a great promotion, in my opinion. You can also sign up through freddywills.com/mybookie, or just go right to the website and enter claim code FREDDIE, that's Freddy. That's F R E D D Y. All right. So we, before we get into misleading finals from week one. Uh, I was tracking something and and I tweeted about this on on Twitter. I thought it was very interesting that uh, if you faded uh, steam moves on favorites where you know where the line moved uh, three points or more from open, you would have went ten and one against the spread uh, this past week. Uh, I looked back the last two seasons and it's uh, still a winning probability twenty three and ten against the spread the last three years. I didn't get time to go back further. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm I'm gonna look at uh, you know, moving forward, I'm going to look at it for week two, uh, and look at the history, but, um, definitely something to look at week one next year, because I think that, uh, week one would be the week that it has, you know, the most value, because what do we know about these teams in game action? We really don't know anything. There's a lot of crazy results. So getting three points or more of line value from open, I think that, uh, you know, that that's, that's a ton of value. And that was why I was kind of looking at it over the weekend. Uh, but just a little note there. So misleading finals, I have to start with Ohio state versus Florida Atlantic FAU cover the spread, but this is one of the more fraudulent scores of the weekend as 45, 21 final was not at all indicative of the final score. Ryan day clearly put the offense away after a big lead. The first seven drives, Ohio state had 200 yards, Florida Atlantic minus 12 and it was 28 to nothing halfway through the first quarter. Ohio State the next 22 drives 269 yards for Ohio State Florida Atlantic 240 Florida Atlantic outscored the Buckeyes 21 to 17 um yeah, I don't think those are coaching advantages uh, by Lane Kiffin uh so what does that mean Florida Atlantic in my opinion may be overvalued uh this week and Ohio State may be undervalued which is hard to imagine but you can already see it in this week's lines Florida Atlantic opened up as a nine-point dog at home already uh uh, people back central Florida, which has moved the line to plus 10 Ohio state 17 point favorite at, at open down to 15 and a half at, uh, one book against in-state rival Cincinnati. Uh, I would say no leans. I, I think Cincinnati's you know, very well coached, uh, team. Um, even though we faded them last, I, I didn't think was Cincinnati was going to be any good this year. I thought they were going to have a down year. I thought they were very lucky last year. Uh, this is a, just a watch and see game for me um so no official leans BYU loses to Utah again 30 to 12 uh not covering the spread by 13 points but uh this game was much closer than the final as Utah was only uh plus 68 total yards uh BYU is minus three turnovers and they gave up two defensive touchdowns really the difference in this game you know this was a nine to six ball game at the half and and then Utah just you know wore them out with their physicality uh Utah this week 22 point favorite at home against Northern Illinois, which, which to me makes seems like a lot Northern Illinois with a new coaching staff, which I like, uh, you know, three plus touchdown dog. You know, I'm going to lean Northern Illinois. BYU goes on the road to face Tennessee, Tennessee lost to Georgia state at home as a 24 and a half point favorite. Uh, You know, it's been a winning proposition uh, backing those teams that lose to like an FCS foe or group five team where they're a big favorite, you know, a shocking loss. I mean, you get line value. Uh, I thought we would have had a little bit more line value uh, in this game. Tennessee had poor turnover luck as Georgia state recovered three of the four fumbles. Tennessee did outgain Georgia state, which is a good sign by 52 yards, but they were also over two on fourth down. I don't think the sky is falling for Tennessee, but, you know, they're a very young team starting a lot of young, young guys. I would have liked a little more value on Tennessee this week against BYU. You know, I'll be watching this line closely this week. Uh, That's why this was BYU's biggest game on the schedule against Utah. And now they got to go on the road. Uh, You know, the last time they lost to Utah and faced a power five opponent, they got their asses kicked 40 to six. And that game was at home. This game is on the road. I'm leaning Tennessee. Uh, I'm hoping I can get a minus three. Purdue loses as a double-digit favorite at Nevada, despite outgaining them by 115 yards. Purdue had a 31-14 to 14 lead late in the third quarter, but they went scoreless the rest of the way and lose this game outright uh, as a double-digit favorite. Uh, they were minus three in turnover margin. I, I did like that uh, their quarterback, Sindelar, looked good. Otherwise, Otherwise, you know, he did pass for 400-plus yards. However, however it did not seem to me like Purdue got a downgrade as they're still seven-point favorites against an SEC opponent this week after nearly a two-point move against Vanderbilt at open. You know, I don't see value here personally. And Nevada, 23-and-a-half point dog on the road against Oregon. Um, no real opinion there, although, I, you know, I would like to have bet against Oregon. I just don't like the matchup. Um, after someone would say is a, you know, a season ending loss, you know, I don't think Oregon gets the playoff after losing to Auburn and, and they lost to Auburn after controlling the game, the entire game, they lose in the last nine seconds. So, but no lean there moving on Colorado, beat Colorado state by 21 points. And one of the more misleading finals of week one, they were outgamed by 20 yards in this game. They benefited from a uh, plus four turnover margin. And they were also minus six minutes in time of possession, they allowed Colorado State 4.2 yards for carry. This is going to be an issue with Nebraska coming to town this week. You know, Some of the media are now calling Colorado a sneaky candidate for the Pac-12 after USC lost their quarterback. Stanford uh, was going to be without their quarterback and didn't look good against Northwestern. Uh, look, the host, the host Nebraska did not look great this week. Uh, they only won by 14 against South Alabama. Uh, but listen, South Alabama actually beat Mississippi State on the road in 2016, 21-20 on the road, and then Mississippi State had South Carolina the next week as a 7.5-point home favorite and, and beat them by 13. Uh, you know, I'm leaning Nebraska, uh, and I'll definitely most likely be playing it if it gets to minus 3. Uh, here's the last uh, one here. Uh, Iowa State barely holds on against Northern Iowa, 29 to 26 in triple overtime. Uh, they did outgain them by 201 yards in this game, so I'm not super concerned. Uh, I, if anything, I think it does give us some line value moving forward. Northern Iowa benefited from a 53-yard fumble recovery in this one, and it seemed like Iowa State was simply just going through the motions. Uh, you know, one of the benefits of Iowa State has been their defense in this conference um you know the big 12 not many teams play defense and they've been able to do that uh and their defense played extremely well here 1.1 yards per carry allowed five point yards per pass you know unfortunately iowa state won't play until next week against iowa so uh nothing really there so some other games uh that uh i want to go over with notes and and leans Oregon state versus Oklahoma state. I, you know, I gave out Oregon state as a play Friday night. It was the last play. I was hoping to go three and zero on Friday. Uh, we, we settled for a two and one and thought we were in good shape heading into Saturday, uh, before, you know, a disastrous day, but, uh, Oregon state, I, I thought plus, you know, 13 and a half was good value. I thought they were going to be able to move the ball and they did. Um, Oklahoma state just moved the ball better. Their quarterback Sanders looks like the real deal. Um, But Oklahoma State's defense, you know, they can't stop the run. They're they're extremely young up front, front seven. Uh, They lost a lot there. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be opportunities to fade Oklahoma State, especially against, you know, opponents that uh, can run the ball. I think Oklahoma State's secondary is very good, but uh, even they did not play great against Oregon State. Uh, So this wasn't a misleading final by any means, but uh, I I still think there's going to be, Value backing Oregon State this year. Uh, they traveled to Hawaii. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a plus seven right now. They're plus six and a half. Um, I'll, I'll add it to my lean board. I, I liked enough of what I saw from them. Uh, traveling to Hawaii is not an easy task, but uh, you know I, th- I think this team uh, can get out of there with a victory. Boise state a ten and a half point home favorite after a great come from behind win down in Tallahassee. You know I'm very impressed by that win uh, and by the true freshman quarterback going in that environment, being down. Uh, I think it was 31 to 19 or 31 to 13 and coming out of there with a win. Extremely. Uh, the biggest takeaway from there, uh, I have to say, I'm downgrading Willie Taggart. I don't think he's a good coach because the reason why they lost that game was. In my opinion, they weren't in as good a shape as the Boise State guys. I mean, part of – look, Boise State does practice at elevation. Boise State had to travel 2,500 miles. Less distractions with that game being moved to Tallahassee, I guess, because they're not in their home state. They're all business. So that was part of it. But, look, Florida State was dominating in the first half. And in the second half, it it seemed like Florida State had nothing left. Uh, And I'm I'm putting more – A lot of value. Um, I'm putting a lot of stock in the fact that uh, Willie Taggart just didn't have his guys in shape, Um, and Boise State did. Uh, So, but anyways, there'll be um, a ten and a half point home favorite against Marshall. This this line's already moved a point and a half. No lean for me. Pitt, uh, more notes, more notes. Just a five and a half point favorite at home against Mac. Favorite Ohio. Uh, Pitt did not look good. Ran the ball just 15 times. I, I think that there's maybe some conflicting issues with the head coach and offensive coach here. Pat Narduzzi, uh, you know, a run first type of guy. Uh, Whipple from UMass, uh, a pass first kind of guy. Uh, I was kind of surprised they only ran it 15 times last week. I expect that they might get back to the run this week. I'm leaning Pitt minus six and a half. Virginia Tech, 28-point favorite at Old Dominion. This is a revenge game as Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech last year in a major upset. Old Dominion not supposed to be very good this year. Virginia Tech supposed to be better. Uh, Virginia Tech didn't play great in week one. Uh, Old Dominion had a misleading final, I thought. Uh, twenty eight points is a lot, but I'm I'm leading Virginia Tech minus twenty eight. Maryland opened up as a two and a half point dog, now two and a half point favorite. This is a f- five point move off of what? Just like Maryland pounding Howard seventy nine to nothing. You know, I, I think this is an overreaction in the market. Maryland looked great, Syracuse looked bad, and we have a five-point move. Crazy. Leaning Syracuse, uh, plus two and a half. I think they win outright. Texas A&M versus Clemson. A&M already getting the action, and the line is down from 18 and a half to 17. I expect Sharp and public money to come in on A&M. Everybody remembers last year's matchup. Um, A&M nearly upsetting Clemson. Uh, look, Jimbo Fisher's never lost to Clemson by more than ten points. He knows Dabo really, really well. Uh, but I, I don't think, I don't know if I can buy in on A&M in this game. Uh, this is a road game. The line keeps dropping, which I expect it to. To um, and you know if it it continues to move, I might be a Clemson buyer. No official lean at this point, but if 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 we get Clemson minus fourteen, rest assured I'll be a buyer. All right, so this is one I don't think anybody's gonna be talking about on any other college football podcast. Uh, maybe I'm only talking about it because I live in Connecticut. Um, UConn, some extra time to prepare here. They they played, uh, you know, on Thursday I think it was, and they nearly lost as a 24 point home favorite. Hard to be excited about, you know, this team in my home state. Uh, what once was, you know, a very good program maybe a decade ago that they've they've really dropped off. Uh, but a 20 point dog against Illinois. Is, and the line has hit 20 and a half. If it gets to 21, I'm a buyer. Um, Illinois didn't look that great in, in, in week one. I know they they won their game, but I, it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, and this is their largest road favorite role uh, since 1991. LSU versus Texas. Uh, before we get there, UCLA, uh, we backed them as a, as a play of the day. Uh, listen, you could, I mean, they didn't deserve to win that game or cover. I'll be completely honest with you. There's no fucking way, but, um, they could have covered, uh, their quarterback. And I, I don't know why I can't remember his name. I know he's on that show QB one. Um, I, it's probably cause it's like a, an annoying name. Uh, Dorian tops, Thompson Robinson, or they call him DTR. I mean, he was horrible eight for 26, 156 yards. That's 30% completion rate. He had two interceptions and two fumbles where he like literally, I mean, they're driving to score a touchdown. They're in the red zone and uh, he just gives rid of the ball, fumbles it. So um, I, I still think that UCLA is a team we can back. I think they're going to be improving. So at, at the end of last year, they may make a quarterback change too. I don't know. Uh, but if you're going to back them, back them against a team that can't stop the run, that's UCLA's strength. They're very one-dimensional at this point. Uh, San Diego State's always been a well-coached team that can stop the run uh, this week. So, uh, you know, San Diego State looks like trash this week, too, winning 6 to nothing. I, I can't back either of those teams. Uh, it's a game that I'm just going to watch. So LSU versus Texas getting early money. We're seeing early money on LSU, and I, I don't know if I buy it. Both I, I get it because it's, you know, is this game on neutral field? Actually, I feel like an idiot not knowing that. But let me just see something. I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right, so yeah, this is in Texas Memorial State Stadium. Um, not, you know, not um. It's not a home game for either team. Um, it is in the state of Texas, but LSU will be well represented. Um, you know, I I think this line move, which is climbed from four and a half now to six. I, I lean Texas plus six. Look, oh, I was against Texas. I, I played Louisiana Tech uh, plus 20 and a half. Well, I was waiting for a 21. I never got it. I still played it. I, I never should have done that. Uh, I learned from that. You know, I, I said all week, like I'm looking for that number um i did that against lsu i was like georgia southern if i get 28, 28 and a half, i'll be a player i never got got it and i never played it thank god because they didn't even have a chance at covering i didn't do the same with louisiana tech uh, i really liked skip holton the underdog role um you know texas beat an sec team in the bowl game last year against georgia whether georgia was uninterested or not they still did it um so I think that I honestly think Texas is getting a little disrespected here. I feel like this game should be uh three point. I understand why LSU is favored. Uh but Tom Herman as a dog has been, you know, spectacular. I, I don't even think that I'm gonna play uh the spread here. I, I think Texas on the money line uh is a lean. Minnesota nearly lost as a big favorite. Now they're three-point road favorites against Fresno State. I I have to look into this one more, but it seems like an overreaction as, you know, Fresno State covered against USC. Uh, They did not look strong. Um, I'm going to lean Minnesota minus three. Last game here, no lean, but Stanford versus USC. I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Both. Other than the major coaching advantage on Stanford's sideline, there's a major news that, uh, you you know, obviously USC, JT Daniels, out for the season most likely. Stanford's quarterback got injured, maybe not playing in this game. So it's obviously a stay-away game. Just want to make sure you guys are aware. Um, That wraps up today's podcast. Hope you guys found some value in it. And looking forward to uh, another podcast later in the week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting, and if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast, and as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com.